0: Welcome to Mountain View Church Audio, coming to you from the Wilderness City, Whitehorse, Yukon. We strive to introduce people to Jesus through scripture, biblical instruction, and prayer with authenticity and vibrancy. You don't need to know anything about the Bible. Just sit back, relax, and let God do the rest. When's the last time you felt joy? I'm talking about the giddy, uncontrollable, jumping, shouting, laughing, dancing, joy. When's the last time you felt that? Now, maybe you're saying, hey, Jeremy, that's not really fair in 2020. This year isn't really a year of joy, but I would push back against that, that there are people who have experienced joy this year, specifically parents. Parents who have got news that they're going to have a baby or actually at the birth of the baby, it's amazing. I'm sure you've seen those video clips on social media where the mom knows that she's pregnant and she wants to reveal it to her husband. And so she's got her cell phone running and she you know, tells him in usually a unique way. And what does the dad do? he freaks out. Sometimes the video, it shows the dad bawling, just crying because he's just so joyful. Uh, other times he's jumping around, he's laughing. He's just having a total breakdown emotionally. It's that giddy, uncontrollable, laughing, jumping joy. But now for a moment, we're talking about waiting for a baby to arrive or getting the news uh, that you know a family's pregnant It's exciting, but imagine if you had to wait for 400 years for that baby to be born. And I know you're thinking, well, wait a second, that's not humanly possible. But this is the expectation. This is the waiting that the people of Israel had to go through, waiting for the Messiah, the coming King, our coming Savior. Today in this third Advent, we're going to look at the shepherds, an unlikely crew, socially, culturally outcast. And yet God would invite them in that they would share in the birth announcement. That they would be able to be beside with visiting the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Messiah, the Christ child, our coming savior. And then joy filled their hearts. They ran all over the countryside telling everyone that crazy, giddy, uncontrollable, jumping, laughing, singing, dancing, joy. Here's how it might have played out. <laughs> wait, 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 Someone has to watch the sheep. What are you talking about? Someone has to watch the sheep. The sheep, okay? They, they eat, they poop, they sleep. They'll be fine. Let's go. That is the same thing that you said when you wanted to go see the Mutton and Sons concert, and we saw it, and we lost half our flock. We Angels lost Joel half our Sam! Th- Angels! They just popped out of the sky, and instead of sprinting to Bethlehem, you're all like, no, we, we got to take care of the sheep. What about their abandonment issues? Hey, guys. I'm going to race you. Okay, last one there is the stinky loincloth. Let's go. Look, okay, the angels are there, okay? That, that's what they do. That's why we call them guarding angels. No, 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 it's guardian angels, guardian. Tomato, tomato, who cares? Why are we still standing here? Someone needs to watch the sheep. You know it, I know it, and the sheep know it. The sheep don't feel. You can't prove that. Fine, there's only one way to solve this. Rock, parchment, shears, loser stays with the sheep. Rock, Rock, parchment, parchment, shears, shoot! shoot! Rock, parchment, shears, shoot! Rock, parchment, shears, shoot! Ah! Today, today, in the town of David, a savior will be born unto you. Right. Why did the angel say that? Why did the angel tell a bunch of lowly shepherds about the coming of the Messiah? I mean, why us? I don't know why us, but they did. So maybe, maybe this Messiah didn't just come for for people that matter. Maybe he came Maybe he came for people like us. Which is all the more reason why we need to go. I know. And I want to. It's just a lot to take in. It's been a crazy night. Hey, did, did you see? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you see how fast I was running? Over there, I was like a... Lightning bolt. But um, no, you guys are never going to believe this. Um, I forgot my good cloak. <laughs> Can you imagine me meeting the Messiah without my good cloak? <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I can't even. I'll see you. Let me bottom line this for you. Uh-huh. All right. I, for one, cannot not go see this Messiah. Okay, so if what you're saying is that I, instead of seeing the man who's going to change everything have to stay here and sheep sit, well, that just won't work for me. You're right. You're right. But before we go, I'm not trying to nitpick, but you said cannot not, and that's a double negative. It is. Promise me when we go meet the Messiah, you cannot not talk like that. Promise me you won't talk like that to the Messiah. Promise me. He's a baby. He's in swaddling clothes. I don't think he's gonna care how we do. Okay, fine. Me talk pretty. Let's go. Wait. I think I just solved our problem. What? What what are you guys still doing here? What what are you waiting for? It's the king of kings. Okay, so less standy, more runny. Frank, take a knee. Okay. We were playing rock, parchment, cheers. Oh, yeah? You lost. Oh. We've been going through an Advent series titled Our Coming Savior. In cooperation with Skit Guy Studios, there's been some great content that we've been showing you. It's been amazing, and we're going to continue today to open up this Advent series, but in the third week, concentrate on the shepherds and joy. And to do that, we're going to look at Luke 2, Luke chapter 2. Luke is the third gospel account, or the third um, book in the New Testament. If you're not sure how to look that up, and you have a print Bible, you can always just go to... um, The table of contents, look for Luke, find the page number, and then get there. We're chapter 2. Or you can download a mobile app on your phone or on your tablet. Just search Luke 2 once you've downloaded that app, and it'll get you there. All right, so we're going to start at Luke 2. We're going to start at verse 8. Luke 2, verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Maybe you're thinking, wait a second. Uh, filled with fear, afraid, isn't this supposed to be about joy? And yeah, we're definitely going to get there. The shepherds will move to that and we'll see as this story plays out. But their first reaction in seeing an angel is they are filled with fear. They're filled with fear. And if you're new to the Bible and new to Christianity, you're maybe thinking, well, why are they scared of an angel? Aren't angels these beautiful, uh, glorious things And and, and really pretty to look at and light and nice. And yes, in a sense, but I think understanding why the shepherds would be fearful has a lot to do with maybe our cultural perspective of what angels are and the true biblical perspective. And so to understand this, why the shepherd's first reaction in seeing this angel is fear, terrified, we have to do uh, a little bit of doctrinal work. So, uh, the study or the doctrine of angelology. Now, again, culture and art and some of the things that we often perceive, in the Western world at least, is we see an angel almost, sometimes it's like a little baby with wings or a very uh, effeminate type character, like we might put at the top of a Christmas tree. But this isn't actually the look or the understanding that they would have had in the first century in biblical times. And this has to do with the understanding or the full meaning of it. An angel, an angel, the true meaning of the words, both in the Hebrew and the Greek is messenger. Uh, But not just like a messenger, like a, you know, postman or... uh, some sort of mail carrier. This is a military messenger. The meaning behind this messenger describes one who executes the purpose and will of the one whom they serve. And in this case, these angels, they serve God. They are kind of a messenger soldier, messenger warrior in, in, under God's uh, command and, and to do his will. Now, if we look at this and we understand that, and we see, okay, wait a second, we 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 see um, a warrior or a type of soldier-type messenger appearing. It would have been so bright, not like a nice glow, but it would have been like seeing lightning and trying to stare at it. Um, it, it it would be piercing to the eyes, and uh, imagine the voice even is triumphant in its in its. Uh, a sound. And so we can start to understand, okay, this is very abnormal. And maybe they're thinking, oh, are we crazy? Are we really seeing this? Um, it would have completely overwhelmed them because they would have just been sitting maybe around the fire, hanging out like they normally do. An average night, shepherds out in the fields. And then all of a sudden, the skies lit up and this messenger comes. And, and so, what does the messenger say? The messenger says that he's bringing a message of good news, of great joy. And this concept, good news, this is important because the good news is, and another word for that is the gospel. A couple months ago, we did a study on the good news, the gospel. Uh, you can check that out at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca and look at those past messages. But we unpacked this whole thing that, that there's good news that's about to come forth. And the Christ child, the newborn King, the Messiah, Jesus entrance into the world. This is the first piece of the gospel, the good news, God's plan for salvation is beginning is beginning to unfold before them. And these shepherds are invited in. And so let's keep going. Uh, back to Luke 2, we're going to look at verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The validation is beginning, beginning to come that the messenger angel, this messenger soldier from God is now not just giving them an invitation or a message to, that they're going to be invited into the Messiah's birth and, and to, to witness the Messiah in the flesh, that they're also going to be given a sign, given a sign. Now, what does this mean? What is this sign? Well, the sign is that a baby is going to be found in a cattle trough because that's what a manger is. Culturally, when we see the little manger, it's often very clean and tidy, and we see the baby there. And it almost becomes like, for church culture and Christian culture, we see that, and it becomes normative to us. But in real life, if we were told, hey, you're looking for a baby, and here's the sign that you'll know it's the right baby, you're going to find it laying in a cattle trough, in a manger. For us, we'd be like, okay, that's very specific. That's not normal. Well, it wouldn't have been normal then either. This is how they were going to find and know which child it was. And so they they go on the search. But before that, before they leave, they're joined with what's referred to as a heavenly host, a heavenly host of angels. What does that mean? Culturally versus biblically, we got to unpack this again because Culturally, we think, oh, this is like a big angelic choir. Okay, yeah, it's an angelic choir. But again, what are we picturing? Are we pitching a bunch of babies with, with wings? Or just maybe these angels are in pretty robes? Like, is that the picture we get? Because that's not the first century picture that these guys would have understood. This is not the biblical understanding. And, and it comes down to what the words heavenly host mean. We hear heavenly host in our culture and we think of like a choir and it is, they are singing. It's a group, a bunch of angels. Okay. But look at this. The, the term host, heavenly host, host is an army or armies or hosts. It's a military term that carries the idea of warfare. And all of a sudden, you're probably like, whoa, wait a second. This this is just a choir, right? Like, I don't, how does warfare come into play? Well, we, we got to understand this a little better. This description here says, Heavenly host is often used to describe God's angels as the, quote, armies of heaven who serve in the army of God engaged in spiritual warfare. Engaged in spiritual warfare. There is, sometimes we're not always aware of it. We don't always think about it, even as followers of Jesus as Christians, and maybe you're new to Christianity. This is totally uh, strange sounding to you, but there is angels and fallen angels, which are demons, and there's spiritual warfare happening. And when we understand that this single messenger angel that brings a messenger from the commander God, that he gives this message, it's a very specific purpose. He is joined by a multitude singing, and proclaiming this glory to God in the highest. This is a message that is resounding into the darkness, and and when we have a biblical view of angels, and we have a, a we can go back in time and maybe have a first century view of what they knew and understood about angels, what they had been taught, what they understood in um, first century Judeo culture. Then all of a sudden, we're like, we can start to see how these shepherds felt. At first, they were fearful. Now they're given a sign. Now they are joined by this army, the army of God, proclaiming, singing uh, out into the darkness, into the night, over top of them. And, And then this is where the joy begins to set in. Because let's think about this for a moment. The shepherds first, first, they've received God's invitation to witness the Messiah, They've been brought into the story. Shepherds, an unlikely crew, living in the outskirts of the city, outcasts, they've been invited in. Not only that, they've received validation. They've received a sign. First, they received a messenger angel, and then the sign. They've actually had a validation. If you find a baby in a cattle trough, in a manger, then you will know this is for real. And this is not just going to be a defense for their own sanity, thinking like, did we really see this? Is this really happening right now? They also receive a defense for anyone who asks. And we'll notice in this next little segment, they're going to run all over the countryside telling everyone. And so they had God's invitation. They've had God's confirmation. But then this moment, the angel army proclaiming over them, into the darkness, over evil, over over Satan and his demons, over anyone who would try to get in the way of this good news, the coming Messiah, the King of Kings. And then we understand that these shepherds, there's an element of God's protection that these angel armies, before they left, they sang out across the night sky over top of them. You see, that's huge. When we have God's invitation, confirmation, and protection, If that doesn't bring you joy, I don't know what does. And so what happens? They head out. They leave. They head into Bethlehem. They have got to find this child that they can see and witness and they can be in the moment where the Messiah, the King of Kings is actually brought to earth. And so they head out and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. What do you do when you have great news? These guys received good news of great joy. They were filled with joy. They, it was unbelievable, uncontrollable, giddy, jump, dance, sing for joy. What do you do? You spread the news. You tell everyone. And, and everyone who heard this account, they, they wondered, they, they were amazed. Uh, the, the idea is, it's, it's inconceivable. After 400 years of waiting for the Messiah, he's come. And these shepherds who are not likely to be there, they wouldn't just come into the city for no reason. The whole group of them that they would all united say, Hey, this is what happens. We were given this messenger angel and this sign. And then the army of angels proclaiming over top of us as we went. and, And the whole thing, they had to spread the news. The Messiah had come. The King of Kings, Lord of Lords is here. Humanity in darkness, in the darkness of their sin, in their darkness, oppressed by religious leaders, political leaders, military leaders, that, that, that this man, this child would become a man that would free them. Now, again, they didn't know. They didn't know that this Jesus would be of an eternal kingdom that would last way longer than their lives. But nevertheless, the Messiah had come. They didn't know what was to come next. But this moment was the greatest moment of joy of their entire lives. The good news, the gospel, was that Christ came. And for those of us that know Jesus, that follow Jesus, we have experienced Christ's love, his gospel message, The rest of the story that this baby would grow and would serve humanity. He would start his ministry and enter into the world, proclaiming this eternal kingdom way greater than earthly kingdom. And those religious political and military leaders would hate him for it. And a lot of the people that initially followed him who wanted an earthly kingdom realized it's not exactly how they pictured it. And eventually they sent Jesus to a cross. But it was all part of the plan because at the cross, Jesus died for all the sins of humanity, for yours, for mine, all the wrong that we've done. He paid for the sin, taking the penalty for sin, but also taking on God's judgment. And they buried him. But three days later, he rose from the dead. Resurrection, conquering sin and death. And in that moment, defeating the darkness and making a way that anyone, you or me, anyone else can come to the Father can enter into heaven through Jesus. We submit our lives to Jesus. We believe and trust in the Messiah, the King of Kings. We trust in Jesus and we have eternal life. And it's the greatest news for you, if you follow Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. The moment where you realize that Jesus died for your sin, paid for your sin, the moment you realize the resurrection is true, uh, the moment the Holy Spirit comes into your life, when we give our lives to Jesus and we're filled with God's spirit, if you've experienced that, then you know that great joy. What puzzles me often is for those of us that are Christians, why, unlike the shepherds, when we have such good news, do we struggle? spreading that news. We should every Christmas and we have an amazing opportunity to spread the good news of great joy. And so this would be a challenge for us all. This Christmas at Christmas Eve is a moment where people might come hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And each of us as followers of Jesus who have this good news, the minimum, the least we can do is just invite someone. We have options online, at home, or in the building. So, there shouldn't be anything stopping us from inviting someone. Surely, if you follow Jesus, you know someone who doesn't know him. You know someone who might just, all you have to do is ask. It takes one invitation. One invitation of that good news, and they might experience the great joy that us Christians, followers of Christ, that we know about. That eternal joy that hope, that peace of what's to come. We're not worried about death because we'll be in his presence in heaven because of Jesus. And if you're hearing this for the first time, I would invite you, think about watching or coming and attending either online at home, in the building, our Christmas Eve gathering. Find out more about Jesus. Pursue Jesus with everything you have. And then you'll begin to understand the great joy that a Christian, that a follower of Jesus can have no matter what circumstances. But maybe you're thinking now, Jeremy, (laughs) that doesn't help me now. I'm really struggling to find joy. Jesus never promises to take away every single trouble in the world. There's still going to be sorrow. There's still going to be heartache, but our heart condition can change when we think outside of earthly kingdoms and think of eternal kingdoms. We think outside of ourselves. If we turn one book over to the book of John, Jesus says something that I think can help us all who are maybe struggling with joy today. In John 16 verses 20 to 24, here's what Jesus says. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will ask of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. We can experience joy here and now, no matter the circumstances. It's a bit of mind, but it's big time heart condition and Jesus can help. We can ask for joy today in Jesus name. I know I want to ask for joy today in Jesus name. I want to take a moment and ask Jesus for some giddy, uncontrollable, laughing, jumping, singing, dancing joy. I need that now. I need that this year. I need that this Christmas more than any other time. And maybe you do too. Maybe this week you need that moment. We can ask. And like he talks about, about a mother who's about to have a baby as her hour comes, it's full of anguish and stress and anxiety. But then the baby's brought in the world and there's joy, extreme joy. And that's what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back. That's what it's going to be like when we meet Jesus. Giddy, uncontrollable. Balling your eyes out and laughing at the same time, joy. But for now, let's ask him for a bit. Let's pray together. Would you ask him with me for yourself, for your family? I'm going to ask for me and my family, for your church, my church, for wherever you're at, your workplace, your neighbors, your friends, that this Christmas we might have some joy. Let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus. I thank you for the joy of the shepherds. How terrified they must have been when the angels first showed up. And yet, (laughs) your messenger and your heavenly host, your your army proclaiming into the darkness. What an amazing thing for them to witness. And that it motivated them not just to go to Bethlehem to, to see for themselves, but to spread the word all over the countryside. May we do that. May we understand the power of Jesus. May we understand the power of your salvation plan through the Messiah, the King, the Christ child, our coming Savior. For those that don't know you, I pray that they would accept you. For those that that haven't given their life to Jesus, I pray they would. And please send your Holy Spirit into their lives. And Father, we take a moment and we would just ask this week, at some point, please give us joy. Give our families joy, give our neighbors joy, our coworkers. For a moment this week, please, Father, we beg that we might have that giddy, uncontrollable dance and sing and joy. Just a moment. There seems like there's so much anxious people. There's so many stressed out people and and there's so much anxiety and fear and unknowns in the world. But if we could just for a moment, through your Holy Spirit, Father, we ask, we beg in the name of Jesus, please give us joy this week. Give us a joy-filled Christmas. Even though many of us might be alone and locked down and restricted, may we center on your son Jesus. May we look to that manger, that unlikely place where the child king would, would lay, and may it just well up inside of us. May we smile, laugh, sing to Jesus, for Jesus, through Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Two questions today. Two discussion questions or reflection. If you're online, you can drop some comments in the box below, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, wherever you're at, just put some answers in there and people will join in uh, as well. But if you're in a church at home group, if you're with friends, family, or you're in the building and your social distance bubble groups, then here's the questions for today. First Uh, What was the most joyful moment in your life? What was the most joyful moment in your life? Might take you a moment to think about it. And then ask, why was it so good? Okay? So, what was the most joyful moment in your life, and why was it so good? Second question Describe the moment you realized Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah the coming savior. That moment, describe the moment you realize and fully understand, believed that Jesus was the Christ. And if you have that moment, if you've had that moment, answer this, how was it good news? How or why was it good news that Jesus was the Christ? All right. So take 10 minutes, hash that out. Thank you so much for Uh, attending, online at home, or in the building, Uh, please come back next week. If you have a moment, Uh, we appreciate all the likes and loves and hearts that we're getting, but we'd also ask that that you hit the share button. It's easy to like something, but it takes a little bit of courage to share it to your feed. But that share button is actually what gets the message out. So if you'd take a moment to do that, that'd be amazing. Thanks. listening to mountain view church audio if you have given your life to jesus today or would like to join serve or support mountain view church please let us know email connect at mountain whitehorse.ca that's connect at mountain whitehorse.ca lastly feel free to connect with us through social just search at mountain view whitehorse have a blessed week